Hey, everybody. All right, tonight, uh, Pastor Don, not Pastor Don, Don uh, texted me and she asked me if I had any scriptures. Uh, and uh, she can post the scriptures up. And so I was just thinking, just what if I had one scripture? And uh, the Lord reminded me of uh, situations where there's doctrine that, that, that um, people, man-centered doctrine, I should say. Anybody know what that means? Yes, good, good, good. I forgot I have all these pastors up in front. But yeah, so doctrine, man-centered doctrine is when um, someone takes one scripture scripture, and then try to uh, kind of frame their religion or their idea around it. And so I was happy to give her almost 40 scriptures. And I'm just kidding. <laughs> Two-day punch. But anyway... Uh, I, and, and that wrapped around my studies. So I've been studying lately, and, and a lot of times God gives me something, you know, is for myself. So I'm going to attempt to share with you some of the, uh, the things that I've been studying, and I think it's going to be very helpful to you. Uh, and it's on the line with dealing with uh, uh, man-centered doctrine, Bible babble, uh, when people are talking to you and they're not using any scriptures to back up what they're saying. Amen. And so tonight, I want, to, uh, I want us to start, start thinking about uh, having a dialogue with God. And the way we do that is that we stay in the scriptures. Amen. And we don't fear off from the scriptures, okay? So my scripture reading before I pray is coming out of Nehemiah. Also, uh, I got here in my notes, mixing spiritual things with natural things is another way of uh, 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 man-centeredness, amen? Uh, we're trying to put our things in the way of God and saying it's God. You know, we're trying to uh, use God's name, but God hadn't signature what we're saying by his word. Make any sense? So uh, hopefully we can get through this and God will continue to uh, pour out his revelation to me that I may be able to tie it in with the scriptures and everything that God is doing in my life today. Amen. Uh, the book of Nehemiah, chapter 13, verses 23 and 24, and then I'm going to jump down to 27. It says, in those, days, in those days, I also saw Jews who had married women from Ashdod and Ammon and Moab. As for their children, half spoke in the language of Ashdod, and none of them knew how to speak Hebrew, the language of Judah, but only the language of his own people. There's some more in between that uh, when Nehemiah, I believe, was going back and he seen the, the, the people of God actually yoking up with unbelievers, people from a different, from a far country, someone that didn't know God or didn't care about God, and they began to yoke up with them and they, they went into marriages. Amen. And so in these marriages, they had children. I'll go on to 1327. And he talked about Solomon, how he got caught up with all the concubines. Okay. And how that led him to losing the king throne, the kingdom, 
the throne of the kingdom. And so doing so, uh, uh, Nehemiah is saying, hey, this also can happen to you all. You know, you can lose the position of God by yoking up together uh, uh, with the world concepts and the worldly thinking and the world mindset as opposed to, as opposed to what God is saying to us and speaking to us. So in Nehemiah 13, 27, he says, Do we then hear about you that you have done all this great evil, acting unfaithfully against our God by marrying foreign pagan women? I know it's women in here, so I, I, I think that when we hear that scripture, it kind of narrows down to just men. So I'm going to change women and put in pagan ideas. Amen. We're marrying our own ideas. We're marrying our own feelings, okay? So uh, we're going to do a, a, a lot of in and out of the teaching of what God was showing me, and I think it's going to be a blessing to you. No, I don't think I know that it's going to be a blessing to you. So let us pray. Amen. Holy Spirit, flow freely. Have your way. Allow us to legally park in the mindset of Jesus Christ. That we, we may not be tow trucked away by our own thoughts, our own deeds, our own desire. I pray, Heavenly Father, that you would allow us to teach and preach your word only. And by the power of the Holy Ghost and the blood of Jesus Christ and the blood that was shed on Calvary, we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So the scripture in Nehemiah, it reads in 13, 24, it says, As for their children have spoken the language of Ashdod, and none of them knew how to speak Hebrew. Mm, the language of Judah, but only the language of his own people. Whenever you see half in a negative, when God is talking to someone is talking for God, normally it means somebody's half saved and they have in their own will, right? And so we can call that half um, carnality. Amen. So we see that because of their, uh, they're, they're allowing themselves to marry or intermingle with ideas that the world say or the things of the world, then uh, we have, they said we have married those ideas. You know, if the doctor says you're sick, just for instance, if the doctor says you're sick and you go home and telling everybody what you got that the doctor said, amen, you have married, you have married that idea, amen, and then so it will give birth to whatever that relationship is. So if it's cancer, it gives birth to cancer. If our idea begins to embrace what the medical doctors may say, uh, even though we respect that because God has given them gifts as well. But I want to believe that if I speak what God say, uh, that the, the children's uh, healing is the children's bread. I would rather speak what I want than what I'm going through. Amen. I would rather marry what I want as opposed to what I'm going through. Amen. I want to stay on course because you guys know me and I will be way over there somewhere. So, half speaks of carnality. The term carnality means fleshly, worldly, not godly, man-centered, not God-centered, Bible, babble, carnal, whatever somebody else is feeling, I feel that way too, as opposed to what God is saying. So, we have to get on the God track mindset, right? 
Amen. For the first time, I feel comfortable about taking my time. Why? Because this message, God is dealing with me. Amen. So I'm speaking from the heart of experience tonight. All right. We know, uh, and this is a good example, we know that the Tower, Tower of Babel, how many of us are familiar with Genesis 11, when these people were praying, the Bible says, and they were on one accord, right? But they were building themselves to make a name for themselves. It wasn't for the, 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 for the glory of God. They got together. So what God did, he confounded them or confused their language. They didn't even understand each other anymore. They were not already not connected to God because they had a self-will. Amen? So let us talk about language barriers. Amen? Between God and man happens when we what? When we are walking in the flesh. It is hard for me to hear anything from God is the language barrier there because of fear. I've, I remember plenty of times being in situations, it's hard, hard for us to function, especially when the police called the house and said, uh, we got a warrant for your arrest. I, I couldn't function. Fear just washed over me. If somebody gets a bad report, amen, fear, and you can't even think of scriptures, it's just going you know, you lose. It's like a, a language barrier there because fear comes in and wipes out the things that God has already placed in you. So now you can't even hear God's voice because of the fear. Amen. So there's language barriers there. Uh, 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 and, 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 and here we have worrying or faith. I heard 50 Cent, the rapper, say this in an interview with, uh, with uh, 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 one of the hosts. Uh, I can't remember who it was. But anyway, he said, my grandmother told me, you either worry or you have faith. You can't do them both. Worrying is a language barrier between you and God. Worrying, fear. Amen. Lord, thank you. It's getting good. Language barriers hinders and contribute to misunderstanding that leads to conflict, frustration, offenses, violence, hurt feelings, wasted time, effort, money, and human life. Language barriers comes in, and it, you know when you're trying to get something through to your kids, and they can't hear you because somebody's doing it another way, and sometimes they get hurt. And you, on the other hand, is frustrated. Language barriers, the enemy uses that. That's something that the devil uses. If he can confuse or confound your communication, he can infiltrate and take over your welfare of your house. Especially when it comes to a husband and a wife. If you're not communicating, if you're not discussing or talking, if there's a language barrier there, it will hurt something. Amen. Corinthians 3 and 1 and 3. It says, and I, brethren, did he put up? Yeah, there it is. And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. I have fed you with milk and not with meat, for hither you were not able to bear it, neither yet now are you able, for you are yet carnal. 
Mm. For as there is among you envying, there it is, strife, division, are not you carnal? Mm. And walk as men, not as men and women of God. Amen? So we see that carnality is a language barrier. When we're not walking in the spirit, we cannot get or we cannot receive the, the word of God or what he's trying to download in us because we're operating and thinking in the flesh and have our mind set on what could happen as opposed to what he said happened. So many people get a report back from the, from the doctor and, and, it, and the first thing they do is find out who died from it as opposed to finding out who died for it. Hmm. See, it's another way we can think to communicate back to God what he's already communicated to us. By stripes. Woo, glory. We are healed. Wow. The spirit, the devil, is in our midst anytime there's a language barrier. Amen. And Genesis 3 and 14, this is good. I want y'all to note this. Lord gave me this, and I'm telling you, it's a precious jewel. Write this one down. All right. Genesis 3, 14, and the Lord God said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle and above every beast of the field. Upon the belly shall thou go, and thus shall thou eat all the days of thy life. Oh boy. And thus shall thou eat all the days of thy life. If you write this down, God is going to give it to you for your own life in such a way that you will remember this every time you move. Here's what God has showed me. Ashes to ashes and dust to dust we shall return. He has said this flesh is nothing but dust. Amen? Amen? I'm almost done with the introduction. <laughs> Demonic oppression comes from the devil himself. We're saved, we're not demon-possessed, but we can be demonic-oppressed. What, by what? Thoughts. Ideas. So our communication and who we're talking to, we ain't, we ain't going or we are not going to any of our pastor friends. We're going to our worldly friends to counsel us about some things of God. Oh, my God. Help us. Amen. Watch this. The fleshly mind or carnal mind is devil's food. Mmm. You're either going to feed him or starve him. Watch this. The Bible reminds us to have this mind in us, which was in Christ Jesus. But God himself commanded, watch this, the serpent, the devil, to eat the dust. And crawl on his belly. So everything that we think is not of God is low. And it's food for the enemy. So your ideas in and of yourself is nothing but food for Satan. 
and he's going to have a feast on confusing you, frustrating you, because it's a language barrier there. Amen. And so whenever that arises, we understand that that devil is in the will of God. It was a command. All the days of your life, when you see somebody thinking crazy, I, I command you to eat it. Oh, my God. God protects us by faith and his spirit, not by our thinking. He had already gave that to Satan. And so when we get these attacks because we're op operating in the flesh and we start getting these attacks and we don't know where it's coming from. You ever been mad at somebody and then everybody you meet that day you mad at? I mean, have you ever been in a, re a relationship or a communication with somebody and then y'all fall out and then the next person you meet, y'all fall out? Goodness and mercy don't seem like it's following you, do it? <laughs> Something else seemed to be following you at that moment and it's guess what it is? Language barriers. You say you have an odd before, the, before that day is over with coming, straighten the odd out. Amen? There's a reason why. Because he knows that the devil, he had already commanded, anytime you see flesh, you can have your way. He even showed that in the book of Job. Do whatever you will to him, but just don't kill him. Amen? I'm almost finished with the introduction. All right. Now, it says, for the sinful nature has its desires, which is, I'm, I'm reading, I'm sorry, Galatians 5.17, sorry. For the sinful nature has its desires, which is, which is opposed to the spirit. And the desire of the spirit opposes the sinful nature. For these two, the sinful nature and the spirit, are in direct opposition to each other. Continually in conflict. Watch this. So that you, as a believer, do not always do whatever good things you want to do. My God, there is a war with what you think and what God said. Amen? And if we're not careful, we can be a happy meal for Satan. Huh? We could be a happy meal for Satan. Amen. Not only disobedience creates a language barrier between us and God, however, ignorance, uh oh, here we go, of the word equally does. Not because I'm doing something wrong, not because I'm, uh, I'm not uh, uh, operating in, 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 in boldness, it can be just. The fact that I don't know what thus says the Lord. And when you don't know, it becomes a language barrier. I, I don't know what I should do. Pastor, please. That's why we have pastors. That's why we have the fivefold ministry. So we won't be tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine. People saying this and people saying that. And we don't have a direct line. Isn't it good to have a relationship with Jesus? So, so better to even have the word in you. Amen. Amen. 
So greetings and welcome to our Wednesday night <laughs> Bible study. I am excited to be here. Uh, hey, hey. No, I didn't write that down, but I would, I would have said that if it was me, right? Okay. So, chosen. The chosen. To some of us, it meant the Jews were loved more than anybody. God loved the Jews more than all of us. Everybody seen that in the scripture? Did you say yeah? Anybody seen that in the scripture? They were chosen. They were preferred. They were loved more than anybody in the earth. Language barrier, because that's not what the word says. Mm. But in that caused so many people to walk out on the Christian faith. Because God in one place said that he's no perspective of a person. Amen. The, the thing that we have a problem with is that once it's translated to us in English, where it was given when I read the scripture back in Nehemiah, the Hebrew language is given directly from God speaking directly to his people. Y'all catch that? So, of course, whatever God said before it's translated was said in Hebrew. Hmm, no problem with that. I have no problem, problem at all, right? Amen? But how many of us know that the language of God is faith? Oh, yeah. See, we're getting somewhere now. See, I thought you thought I counted y'all out because y'all believed that the Jews was chosen in such a way. Watch this. The Hebrew Jews was first chosen to carry out God's word in their native language. They were first. Somebody say amen. It's proven, right? How many of us know what a key word study Bible is? Anybody? Let me put my, put my glasses. I want to see. Can you bring me the key word study Bible, bro? Pick and choose was one of these. I got a whole bag of goodies right there. There it is. That's it. Key word study Bible. I uh, encourage every believer to get a key word study Bible. When you go to any of the verses, if it's in the Old Testament, it's a Hebrew in there, right? And above every, almost every word, there's the dictionary number for that word. God said so. God said so in the Hebrew. So when we read it in the English, it's a little diluted. Give you a story. John and Peter were sitting at the table with Jesus. Peter, sitting just a couple, one seat over, tells John, ask him, who going to betray us? I wonder why he couldn't ask. There was a language barrier. They call John the breasted one, the beloved. Jesus, the breasted one, the beloved of Christ. Why? He was always in relationship. Always in communication with Jesus. So Peter has to ask John, Find out something for me. How many of us go to the path to ask what God is saying most of the time? Oh, no, no. It's serious because I do it too. I have to ask. I have many of pastors around me and I, what God is saying about this. 
Because sometimes I know the men of God that, that I'm around are more closer to God than I am. Ooh, not that they love more. Not that he love them more. He put them in position that way for my help, for your help. Pastor Troy, even I always say my baby pastor, man, because he's so younger than me. But I honor what God speaks to him. And sometimes I have to turn to him and say, what God said. Not because God loves him more, it's because his service to God right now, right? And that's why we sit there most of the time because we're waiting. We have great expectation to see what the communication is between him and God. And if it's something he's saying, watch this, and we don't understand, watch this, then there's a language barrier. And we can walk out of here the same way we did when we came out instead of different frustrated amen because the enemy can go at work with you coming to church if coming to church make you a Christian then going to McDonald's make you a Big Mac amen no for real so it don't make you who you are because you here it is the word that transforms you amen and when we don't comprehend the word that well then we can walk out of here unlearned and frustrated we face those battles every day and without the word it's impossible it's impossible to please the Lord so this keyword study Bible allows us to get deeper in the deeper meaning not to say you got doctrine and man sent a doctrine that says if you don't say Yahshua God don't hear you y'all heard that before that's man-centered. That's Bible babble. Amen? But if there is a truth in that Yahshua, but God's language is faith. That's the ultimate God of turn. If you want to get God to hear you, just believe him. Oh, my God. Okay, that's one. Uh, there's another book. I'm going to work you tonight, baby boy. It's as a four... A uh, 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 four translation. That's it right there. This is a good book too. Thank you, God, for allowing me to have these tools so that I can share this with you guys. So this is a four parallel parallel translation Bible with four different versions of the one scripture. So when you read it and one page, you open it up, and if it's John, John 3, it'll have John 3 in that column, that column, and that column may be being the King James Version, the NIV Version, the Amplified Version, and the, uh, uh, and the uh, New American Standard Bible. You can kind of like switch them up, if you will, but when you read it, it helps you to understand uh, when God is speaking and how he's speaking, so we get more when we read those four parallels, and we get better understanding is more clear. Amen? Then there's the last one. Come on, I didn't want to bring them all at the same time. I wanted you to do this. It is the, uh, the, uh, the uh, expanded, exhaustive concordance of the Bible. Red letter. Guess what? Tell y'all a little story. This thing is powerful. This has every word in the Bible. And it's meaning from the direct communication of God straight to the Jew people or the Hebrew people, right? What God said to them directly. Somebody say amen. And God has given us 
these tools to use it. That's why you see most pastors, when they get up here, they're quoting out of Greek and they're quoting out of the Hebrew. Why? Because those were the languages that God directly spoke to the people in. When we get to English, Lord help us, when we get to English, it has been so diluted, right, that we can't catch it, so we're frustrated. It's important that we know that God is, God did speak to the Hebrew people. And what he said uh, to them is translated to us in English, and we may not catch it. Give you an example of love, right? We read love. We only knew it. I only knew it. I'm not talking about you guys. Love is just love. But when it's in the Hebrew, in the Greek, I think it's the Greek that talks about agape. That's a different love. I had to go to another language. Agape is not an English word, is it? But we embraced it, right? Because it was from the heart of God. It meant unconditional love. Amen. So even right there, let me know, I need to get into that Hebrew. Amen. It doesn't change uh, God's heart toward me about being a better person. But now I can understand what he's asking of me more clearly. Amen. Let me see if I can get back on track. So, uh, so, uh, okay, so I did the four, okay, okay, so no, 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 I know what I wanted to do, here it is, so my daughter, ooh, I love my baby, she's just doing so good, and she, brother, pastor, uh, so, so, so my daughter, you know, she, she got a thing, she's our marriage counselor, somehow that happened, I don't know how it happened, but dad, what are you doing for mom, and, um, how are you making her feel so very, very special? And then she works on me, right? She see me and she says, oh, dad, you look good. Now smiling, you know, I know she wants something, right? So she says, can you uh, take me to the airport at 4.30 in the morning? I said, that's a daddy's duty. I'll do it. Dad, oh, my God, who cut your hair? I'm like, oh, you like it? <laughs> Oh, yeah. She said, yeah, yeah, Dad. Uh, you think I can uh, get $100? Oh, shoot, yeah. Go in them pockets, and I dig, and I give her the money, and next thing I know, she's dead. Ooh, where you get those shoes? Ooh, boy, look at you. I said, yeah, you see me? I look, baby. You look good. Dad, can you buy me a car? Shoot the car, the car, the car, the car, how many of us know that the wisdom of God will come down on us when we're praying in tongues? I start praying. And the Lord's wisdom came in. He said, get her that Hebrew. Get her one of them amplified by the four, the four translations. I got her this. He said, get her one of them keyword study Bibles. I said, yeah, I got it now, God. I went back to her. I said, baby girl, you still want the car? She said, yeah. I said, if you can get God to say anything in that book, you can get it. Come on, somebody. If you can get God to say anything in here, you can have it. I don't act like y'all ain't catch that. I didn't get her the concordance, the red letter concordance, because this baby got everything in it. It might have said, get that girl in the car. <laughs> I, I kid you not. This is a gift to us. God allow us to get in here and see his word 
from the other point of view. Amen? My wife, I know she don't mind me saying this. My wife always planned our trips, but she knows I lived a long time with a five-finger discount. Y'all don't know what that is. In so many years, I lived like that. Today, I get this 70% off in my mind, and everything I buy got to be 70% off. It's got to be a deal, amen? So she comes with her little, uh, 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 her little situation of our travels. And it's five of us, and we're going to Florida. And, babe, it's only $1,200. In the words of Pastor Troy, let's do it. I'd be so excited. Let's do it. She came to me the other day and talked about our trip. Uh, we went to Florida, and then we went to D.C. She said, I got the hotel for $60. I said, golly, you doing it, girl. Right? And she says, uh, here's the number. Let's do it. She came to me and she said, baby, this is what you've been wanting for a long time, a trip to Dubai. Somebody say amen. amen. And it say 5,000 for two. I said, shodo koraba kandere koraba kandere de The Lord said, buy her two books too. And I didn't get her this one. She got two of these too. She got the two here. But you can look in this one. But in this book, my point is, is that I didn't get her that one because God might say, go on to Dubai and spend the $5,000 because in here is in there like prego, the spaghetti sauce. Everything you want is in here. This is the Bible. And it breaks down Hebrew and Greek. Somebody say amen. Almost done midways through my introduction. Amen. And so, all right, you know I got copious notes, like I'm a lawyer. All right. Y'all bear with me. Y'all still with me? We're getting to the good part. Do we have a time? Because I'm almost done. Okay. All right. All right, so here's the deal. The language of God is walking in the spirit so we will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Amen. And so, are Jews the chosen people of God? Somebody say yes. Amen. They are the chosen people of God. The first time we see God saying that is in Deuteronomy. It says, for you are holy, Deuteronomy uh, 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 7, for you are a holy people to the Lord your God. The Lord your God has chosen you for his own possession out of all the peoples who are on the face of the earth. What does chosen mean? Somebody say, what do it mean? Okay, I'll tell you. There's a difference between the Western perspective, the English, right? It's a difference between there. That word means preferred. Wow. Y'all catching that? It means preferred, so I would say, if I read it just in the English, that God loved them more than any people on the earth. And if I didn't know better about my relationship with God, I would walk out of here in a minute. God is a respectable person. Reading it from that translation, English. We would think that God loved somebody more 
Have you guys heard that before? Am I speaking foreign? I can see y'all now. You heard that before. And me, I don't know if I ever believed that or not because I had a different experience with God. To think that he loves anybody more than he loved me. I had a great experience with him, right? So I wasn't, I wasn't upset about it, but the Western perspective is that, or the mindset, chosen is often equal to referred or preferred. Amen? Y'all following me? So I know my wife and uh, Pastor Dom know my secret, but I like this ice cream. It's raspberry chocolate chunk from Mitchell's. I love it over every ice cream in the world. Secret, I have nightmares and I cuss in my sleep when I eat it. It's my testimony. <laughs> but I love it over all the ice creams. Don't you guys challenge it? There's something in it. There's something in it for real. Okay? So um, that's a warning. Contrast, the Bible description will often refer, refer to a subject's function, watch this, or purpose. So when God is saying chosen, he's talking about the function and the purpose. Man, so I'm not beat up anymore. Not preferred. We're told in Romans, as I said, that God is no perspective of person. So the concept of being chosen or God liking the Jews better is not accurate. Mm. When something is chosen by the Hebrew translation, it is for a specific purpose. I went off to prison. Some of the guys I was with that was doing wrong, right, didn't go to prison. It didn't mean that God didn't love me the same as he loved them. It meant that his assignment was to take me somewhere hmm, for a purpose. Hallelujah. And here I stand. Glory. And here I stand. It was for a purpose. Amen. When you choose and, and, and and this is, this is brilliant. When I go in my bathroom and I choose my toothbrush over my toilet scrub brush, it's not that I love the toothbrush more. It's because the toothbrush was for a specific purpose. Oh, y'all got to shout. God is showing us what he means when he said chosen. If I go in my bathroom and I choose my scrub brush, it's because my bathroom needs cleaning. And it's not because I love the scrub brush more. The journey of the Jews was for a specific purpose. Their blessings was because of what God had to allow them to go through. So he can get his point across. I'm almost done. Amen. I got that. Through. I got through with that. Golly, I didn't know how I was going to do it. Amen. Y'all follow me. In uh, 
Okay, in Hebrew, the word holy does not mean perfect or blameless. Amen. But set apart for a specific purpose. In this verse, God tells Israel they are a holy people. Or a people set apart for a specific purpose. And that he has chosen them for that purpose. There's a, there's a scripture in Romans, and I like this scripture, when it talks about Abraham's seed. All the seeds of Abraham are not the children of Abraham. Even though they have a bodily relationship with him through his blood and through his lineage, right? But because they didn't have the faith, which was the promise to us. Amen? They were not the children of Abraham. They were his offsprings, but left the purpose of Abraham's journey. They didn't cling to the purpose. The purpose was faith. Amen? Somebody say it was faith. It was faith. Here we go. So, let me read this to you in Romans and the King James, this part. Know that is they which are the children of the flesh, these are not the children of God. But the children of the promise are counted for the seed. Just because they were seeds of Abraham, they are not the children of Abraham. The Bible says the just shall live by faith. Amen? The story, and this, I'm ending here. The story of Sarah and Hagar. Interesting, Sarah's idea to use a non-believer to bring forth the promises of God. Amen. The results of Sarah, Hagar start despising her. How many of us know when we try to friend the world that they flip on us? Anybody experience that? You're not going to get an equal response. Your job is to bless them, not to look for anything from them. Amen. And that is a language barrier because, oh, I did it for you. Did you forget? Did you not remember? They didn't make the confession to Christ. And so they don't have really what it takes to keep an oath. Mm. Amen. So Hagar despised Sarah when the son of the flesh was born. Watch this. Son of the flesh started mocking the seed of promise. We get in church and let's, let's, let's be reminded of this. Ishmael, the son of the flesh, was half Hebrew and half Egyptian. Somebody say he was carnal. Mmm. Don't miss that. He was carnal. Half a believer and half worldly. The son of the flesh started mocking the seed of promise. Mm. All because the language barrier between Sarah and God. God gave her a promise. Which is, what did she do? She started laughing in unbelief. And then she turned around and lied and said, I didn't laugh. And God said, yeah, you laughed. There's a language barrier there. No honesty. And we're not being honest when we come before the Lord. We're not being honest and letting them know that we are afraid sometime. Amen. 
I'll read Genesis 18, 13, and 15. And the Lord asked Abraham, did Sarah laugh? And God says, she says no, and God says, you did laugh. But God, somebody hold on to this. But God, and I'm ending. John eleven forty one. I appreciate my sister there, and I appreciate the song. Because my sister said, God will meet you where you are. And then we said to God, I just want to be where you are. <laughs> Amen. And here in Genesis 21 and 17, follow this. God heard the voice of the boy. Now, y'all remember the story where God began to admonish Abraham and said, the woman, your wife, she's right. Separate the fleshly child from the spiritual child. Amen. And almost when I look at that, because Ishmael was both the seed of Abraham. And he was the seed of a, or, or, or came from a bond servant or a slave woman or unsaved woman. Right. And when God says it, I thought he was being harsh. But this is what happens in that. The Bible says, I heard the voice of the boy and the angel of God called to Hagar from heaven and said to her, what troubles you, Hagar? Do you not? It says, do not be afraid for God has heard the voice of the boy from where he is. When I saw that, it took me back to a scripture, John eleven forty one. So they took away the stone and Jesus raised his eyes toward heaven and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. That there is universal. Any of us, in any condition that we're in right now, we can cry out to God and he'll meet us right where we are. Whether we're carnal or unbelieving. Amen. He'll meet us right where we are. And so that was a parallel to me to show me that Ishmael was saved. He was carnal and it just aligned my life and I was using that and looking at that I said this is aligning my life no matter where I am all I have to do is cry out. That means no matter where I am in my Christian faith he'll hear my cry as he will hear yours. Peter 1, this is the last scripture, 1 Peter 2 and 9, it says, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a consecrated nation, a special people for God's own possession. So that you may proclaim the excellency, the wonderful deeds and virtues and perfections of him who called you out of darkness into the marvelous light. Amen. That's all I have for you tonight. God bless you. I love you. And ain't nothing you can do about it. Amen. Let us pray out. Amen guys want to stand? Let's loosen up a little bit. Let's stand. Those that can do, please. And let, our, let us set our affection toward the communication or the, 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 the language of God, which is faith. And have faith that God is going to meet us where we are right now. If there's anything that we need from the Lord. Amen. Father, we adore you. For you are great and your name is great.
We bless you. We honor you. For you are worthy, Lord. Father, open up that communication. There be no more language barriers between us and you. Climb down into our hearts and in our minds, O Lord God, that we may be steadfast, unmovable, and always abiding in your truth. So we love you, Lord, and every person, every soul that's representing a family in here today. We will not follow after pagan ideas. We will stick close to your word and your word only. We will operate in faith so your spirit can move through us. We may touch a multitude just by our communication and our dialogue with you, Lord. Open us up. Have your way. Those who are dealing with sicknesses and diseases, oh Lord God, we ask that you would infiltrate the assignment of the enemy right now. Overshadow them with your blessings, oh Lord God. Heal them in the name of Jesus. Father, broken homes, marriages. Father, we pray for the, the baby who committed suicide. Lord, only you know. Only you have the answers. We dare not ask you why. But for your glory, allow us to be more sensitive, more courageous to get out in the streets, to meet these people, to introduce your love and kindness to them. Father, we take this world, we take these streets, CNC, we're going to we're going to shine a, a, a smoke screen over this city of your glory and people will be able to see you and you only God have your way God bless the boy the family that was murdered a couple days ago and they're falling everywhere God help us to understand what we need to do give us our direct communication that we may be in the direct will and your perfect will Lord God have your way in Jesus name love everybody pray hard live right amen